know me, still the same OG, but I've been low key, hated on by most these with no cheese, no deals and no G's, no wheels and no keys, no boats, no snowmobiles and no skis, mad at me cause I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries, got a crib with a studio and a saw full of tracks, not technically the 90s, but at 2000, close, I don't think I had my driver's license yet, I was, this would have been January 2000, so we have been right at right at there. Freshman. I remember buying this CD. Yeah, yeah I, I did the same. And I remember listening to it on the way home from Council Bluffs because you couldn't buy CDs in Clarinda until soundtracks open. But then everybody thought that guy was like a pedophile, so it was really like frowned upon to go in there. It was a big thing. Smelled weed every time you walked in. I just anyway, went to Valley West Mall. Yeah, well, yeah. the goat. My sister in. My sister and her husband now, but boyfriend at the time. Same guy? Yeah, Nick. Yeah. They don't listen to rap. They've never listened to rap. Like, So they were flabbergasted when I'm listening to this on the way home. And some of the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, looking back. Me and my twin brother rolling into Waukee High School listening to... Forgot about Dre, but... What, what did you drive? This is what makes it even better. Like a 97 Corolla, baby. I had a 1990 Mercury Cougar. Okay. Yeah, we got a Corolla <laughs> just to take to school, basically. Well, welcome to Williams and Bloom. Yeah, than, Sunday night. Better than my mom's Mitsubishi Diamante. Those Mitsubishis were tough to work on back in the day. Like, if you didn't have a guy who knew how to do the Japanese cars, it was seriously it. I got a lot of mechanic friends. Yeah. Uh, Interesting weekend, huh? Yeah, we just got done watching the Super Bowl, so we'll yeah. probably touch on that here real quick. Um, it's good to see Dr. Dre out there. Well, and and shout out to MacDyne real quick, our uh, title sponsor, the MacDyne Corporation. I actually have a question to discuss from um, Clover. Uh, basketball questions so this will be a good topic but shout out to them uh you could work for that guy he's one of the top individuals i've ever met and i Agreed. mean that absolutely love him like family mechdyne.com check out their job opportunities today um no the halftime show i had like this i had a reckoning because i never really enjoy a halftime show like i don't like 80s stuff like i just if if you were to roll Randy Travis or George Strait out there, like I'd be like, yeah, we didn't. I didn't listen to the Rolling Stones, like I, you know, stuff like that. And all of a sudden tonight, it was my niece Addison, who is in eighth grade. Okay, I'm texting with her, and she never heard of any of the people on the stage other than Kendrick Lamar, and she didn't know any of his songs. Keep in mind, this is a girl from rural Iowa. Like she, she sure, like the, the Dre and. Snoop stuff, I understand. I mean, I guess Eminem has kind of been out of the limelight for a while now. But are are we now like the targeted old people? Yeah, yeah, we're old now. I mean, th- if you think about all the ads, yeah, like it, we're the targeted ads, old people. Like they had the Big Lebowski thing. I mean, it, it seems like now we're the ones that supposedly have the discretionary income. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's wait a minute. We are the target targeted population. You always laugh like back in the day when. Gloria Stefan's running around. She did two Super Bowls half times, by the way. Like, why? No, I, and now it's like, is I'm very biased. Is this our Gloria Stefan? Like, are we are we at this point? Well, I guess so, but that 
that tonight was my like middle school, high school, like life. Like that oh, was yeah. all I listened to was that stuff. And I was thinking, um, and because I'm very biased here, I thought that well, that was my favorite halftime show ever. I always remember when Michael Jackson did it, how big of a deal it was. Yep. I don't know if this would equal that, but this seems like one of the more um, hype-wise, and like I feel like this one got a hell of a lot more buzz than most. Well, they didn't do a whole lot, which I guess is kind of the point. It was like there was only Eminem. Did you see the whole thing with him? What I mean, I no. Have you read the news? So I've tried to stay off Twitter this weekend. He, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, he kneeled. At the oh. end of it, and he wasn't supposed to, but he was doing it for cap, and the NFL like explicitly told him not to, and he oh, did it anyways. And I wouldn't have even thought about that. No, but interesting, you, you know. But the, you know how our world is like. Oh we, yeah, we can't that, just we'll, enjoy anything. We'll we'll be hearing about that tomorrow. <laughs> we already sure. are. Well, we already were hearing about it tonight. No, it, I, that was good. It was I was fun. I thought it was short. I mean, I guess maybe that's, that's the what point. my mom said. It just seemed like it was. They got him in it. Got him in and out. But it was yeah. Well, those well guys. Done. I mean, they're all over fifty now. I know, except like for fifty cents, like forty-eight. Referenced it a couple times, but that that DMX concert when he came to Des Moines, like he couldn't keep his breath. Well, that's the thing. I was like, like I, he, I expected more theatrics, but I guess you know, that's probably them now. Yeah, they're not Bruno Mars jumping off of yeah. whatever. That's good. Well done. I enjoy it. Really good, good game. game. Yeah, it's good. Solid game. Good game. Um, never do never do parlays. <laughs> don't do single game parlays. I, I'll tell you this, my friend. Don't do them. There were a lot of really bad beats on the well, there's, on the player props tonight. So, quick funny story. Brutal beats all over the place. My my in laws, you know, they fall sports, but they they definitely don't do the gambling thing. But they remember last year, a couple of the, the sports books in Iowa were new, so they had all these promotions like, "Hey, spend five dollars oh, yeah. and win." So they did that. So they're they're asking, "Hey, wh- what can we do this year? Like, is there anything?" eligible and my father-in-law's like i'm getting bombarded with all these single game parlays and i was like no yeah, no no yeah they're, they're no, that, that's a don't it's a, a loser. sucker play it's a sucker play don't don't touch it no but i anyway. i actually i won my straight up bets because i had the under and i had the Bengals yep. at four and a half but um i i mm-hmm. i i literally was like two and three yards off on like four different prop bets and it was just it was just a great lesson that's this why, is why we don't do that's this. why the sports books promote the single game parlay <laughs> yeah well they know they yeah and they're not you're not going to hit on no we did that thing on um the radio show with bet rivers like it's so it's hard, hard to hit a plus 500 yeah, parlay. parlays are hard i mean it, it's not eh, it's not a profitable thing for the gambler no i was entertaining though so no football until well, i guess spring practice which is closer than you think Really quick shout out to one of our good loyal sponsors, um, Gravitate Coworking. They are opening. Um, Gravitate Coworking East Village opens tomorrow. Nice. Uh, tomorrow, so that that is Monday. If yep. you're listening to this on Monday, Valentine's Day, they are opening today. Uh, and right now, you can go to gravitatecoworking.com/slash East Village. And you can email them to get on a wait list, but they've got a lot of inventory available, like suites with views of Grand Avenue. Like it's a really cool area. So check them out. Gravitatecoworking.com slash East Village. They are officially opening and they've got availability now. And that's a good spot. I 
I like their downtown location, but East Village would be a little easier to get to. You know, like that. That that's a really good spot right there. A lot so of good, good action around there. I'm I'm going to be downtown a couple times this week. I might have to yell at Jeff. Yeah, just to go check it you out. You get one of those day passes. Well, I should. I should. All right. Um, if, I, if only it comes with the beer. Does he have beer at that location? I'm sure they do. All right. I'm sure they do. Speaking of beer, we're uh, we just poured a little bit of Cody Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, needed after this weekend. Um. Yeah. I mean. That was a rough one. Brutal. That was the worst loss. Was that a worst loss in TCU? Yeah. Just yeah. because oh, you had the 15 for, point. 100%. You had the 15 point lead and blew it. The TCU game wasn't really competitive in the second. Yeah. Game. This was know, different. Right. And this one was a little bit more and, necessary. Yeah. Like this one's like, there's no way of like talking yourself out of like, no, you should have won that game in, in every phase of it. And, you end up peeing it down your leg. So it's got a different feel around it. Like, yeah, that was just a really, really, really terrible loss for a team trying to get into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and I mean, I think you can look at this in a couple different lenses. Mm. But absolutely, you know, big picture, sure, the fact that Iowa State's having this conversation on February 13th about needing a win to make the tournament is great. Yes. Great progress for where we thought we would be. However, expectation shifted. Yep. You go 13 and 0 in the non-conference, you absolutely there should not I mean at that point you expect to get the NCAA tournament. I mean if you look at everything, um you can even just fall along to this podcast. You know, when the season started, we were like, well, we don't really know. Offense is kind of going to be questionable, but you got to a point where you had some great wins, and at that point if you just hold serve at Hilton, you're going to make the tournament. Well, you've now dropped a couple opportunities to win at Hilton, plus you haven't really run a road game outside of Oklahoma State. And so you're in this position now where your backs are squarely against the wall. Like You cannot afford another misstep. Um, and Iowa State is still, <laughs> I have to remind myself sometimes, if the tournament started tomorrow, Iowa State would still be in the dance. But it's trending the wrong way, and there are reasons for it, which we will get into. But having a 15-point second-half home lead against K-State, who's in the bottom tier of the conference, that's a game you need to win. Like, Got you off just, to a you, good start. You yeah. eliminated that problem. I mean, so so I, w- I want to touch on something because, you know, the feedback's pretty immediate of, oh, Iowa State is, you know, really in a collapse, and where are the adjustments? I thought the adjustments were really good to start the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the major one was you start Jazz, who that worked out supremely well. I thought Iowa State's offense was a lot quicker to get two shots yesterday the offense was running well. Um, they, I mean, it's 40, 40 points in the first half was really good. And then Brockington was great again. You, you did a lot of good things. You just, second half, it, you had that five-minute spell. You're up 10 at the 9-minute mark, and then you just lost your mind for five minutes. And you go on, and then K-State goes on that 12-0 run. And at that point, you made it a ball game, and, and that's it. And, you know... You, you missed some makeable shots. Couch had a couple layups. Caleb Grill goes 0 for 9 from 3, and I looked at, at all of them again today. All of those are shots you want him to take. And so it's like, I understand criticism of the the, the quote-unquote collapse here because you've lost four in a row. But, I mean, at some point, it's it's a kind of a collaborative approach here. You get good looks. you got to make them. And if you look at holistically at the conference stats now, Iowa State is now... Second to last in the Big 12 in three-point shooting percentage in conference games, C-Dub. 
they're also second to last in defending the three. And, uh, Which so is a, a total flip it, compared exactly, to yep. the non-con. That exactly They it. were one of the best three-point defensive teams in the country. So why is that? Now, you're running a basically the same system. I don't know. I mean, I think... In a, but if you come out and say, you know, we're a little more tired, we're a little fatigued, we're playing better talent, those, that is legit, but it... They didn't it look like that to me yesterday. I thought that they absolutely did uh, at West Virginia. Yeah, I think they... But I think, again, you get you hit the 10-minute mark. Yeah. And this no, is a... Uh, no doubt. You know, I, this is a really strong... This team's been good for 30-minute stretches, and then they just lost it again, and it did not have enough to recover, so it's a I, bad loss. I mean, I there's no shaking it. too, like, when you look back at the non-con... Probably, it's safe to say they overachieved, right? Like, oh, absolutely, yeah. I like can, which is a good thing. It's better than underachieving, but with that, it changed the expectations yep. so much, and it changed the narrative. I also think you could look. I mean, I, I would be. I haven't really done this, but some of the teams that they beat that we thought were like these great wins at the time, like maybe it, I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really done all sure. that. It, I was pretty dejected yesterday. <laughs> well, we were in our game watch as everybody should be. I mean, that was yeah. a, that was just a bummer. I haven't, I, other than um, some stuff. I really haven't. I didn't go back and watch the game again. I it kind of is what it is with this team right now. I, I told you this last week. I was like, yeah, the schedule's getting easier, but the way they're playing right now, I don't think that they can beat anybody. Uh, but they should have beat Kansas State. They, they, they shouldn't they have beat them. West Virginia. Yeah, they no, shouldn't was... like. They should have won that game, and they didn't, and that's what made it this hard. And I think they're at the point now where we've seen this with Iowa State teams in the past where when enough things start to shake your confidence, you, they just need something to go well. Yeah. Like, they need one thing to really go, okay, yes, we can do this. And now, when it starts trending poorly, like it has the last four, when you get in that situation yesterday, when you're up 10 and now you're down two, it's like, oh, no. You know, it's a lot, a little bit of that, oh, here we go again type of mentality, and that's hard to shake. And I think they need a game to just get over that hump, but um, couldn't do it. And then K State, you know, made some shots that that Iowa State just flat out did not make. And it's yeah, a shot making game. I haven't looked at much. I would guess that they didn't grade out great defensively. Not yesterday. in the second half. Yeah. No, I mean they gave I, up. I was just looking. Total game was over a point per possession, which is not great against K-State. That's a bad offensive team. Yep. And then Iowa State was .97, which is better than it has been. You know, the, the you want to be around one point possession, basically. That's average in, yeah. in college basketball. .97 is fine. And, man, it's just like if Caleb, who you, he's the guy that I give me, you know, if, if I have somebody to take those shots, I want that guy shooting. Me too. And he, did, he was 0 for 9. And all of them were like wide open. It's like, man, you can't fault the shot. You can't fault him for taking the shot. Yeah, that's not. It's just, it's yeah. just kind of one of those things where K-State, you know, I don't know if they're, I think they made 11 threes and Iowa State made seven. And they also, and this is, this is a trend for Iowa State, and there's no fixing it, unfortunately. It's just a team now that has not, is not getting to the free throw line. And we saw this last year too. And when you're an offensive team that's not getting to the free throw line, which Iowa State did a tremendous job in the non-conference. So that thing, to me, that's, that's either one, it's fatigue and you're not having the aggressiveness to get to the rim and get fouled, or two, which I think is, is more of it, is you're just facing more length at the rim and better defenders, and it's just harder to do when you've got 6'8", 6'9", 6'11", than when you're facing you know, Arkansas Pine Bluff with 6'6", six, six, and 6'8". Six, like It's a lot easier for Brockington to drive it when you're not scouted as well, plus you don't have the length at the rim. So all these factors are why Iowa State is where it is. It's still a, I still think this is a team that 
they are a you know the, this game Saturday. They're a the a shot against Kansas. They're a you know yeah, that Kansas looking, game really hurts. It, it stings. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're a ten minutes against Oklahoma on the road. I mean, the, the, there are all these situations where it's like they're not that far off, but yet now you've 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 dug yourself enough of a hole where it's going to be tough to to get out of it, and you're in this rut where Iowa State needs something to go well. I was talking to somebody today. They referenced stopping the bleeding, and they thought, yes, yep. Once the bleeding stops, that it could kind of flip well, back around. But I don't know. I just but you got to stop it. The problem that's my problem. So you, where where are you where are you going to turn? Well, and there's no there's no I mean, quick like fixes. Rockington, for instance, and he had a really good he's game great, yesterday. He's great. he's great. Um, but like these are Hall of Fame coaches. They've figured it out. You know, like the, you, you're working just with a very limited group of offensive players in general. All of their strengths are being taken away now, and yeah. and I thought like I I just don't know. Other than being a lead on defense, but it's also like you're in the Big Twelve now. Like this is everybody's playing really hard. Like Iowa State was out working teams earlier in the year, and I it's just that's a lot harder to do when you're playing like super meaningful games down the stretch in February and March. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to make the tournament, but I I hope I'm wrong. I get. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> obviously, I hope I'm wrong. Like I just it doesn't. This is not trending well. I maintain though. Yeah, it's very doable. I'm still glass half full guy, but four wins, which seems harder to do now, of course. Yeah, the math got a lot harder on Saturday. Four wins, and you're definitely in the tournament. And three, I think you're in a playing game. Like it's. Yeah, I think six and twelve will get you to the playing game. I agree with you there. So our buddy, and that would just be beating Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia at home. Yep, which is. Doable, right? And then you actually have games you could win against TCU and Kansas State mm-hmm. on the road. It's not like those are unmanageable. Correct. Baylor's going to be tough that, on the road, but I'm no. not going to talk about that one. Um, our buddy, Chris Andringa, who is a wizard, uh, sent me this after last podcast. He said, these are the at-large teams that have been minus four record-wise in conference play and make the tournament. So this would be relevant for Iowa State. And I think this year we'll have several of these. But here are the teams. 1992, Iowa State went 5-9 and nine in Big 8 play and was a 10 seed. Cyclones finished 20-12 and 12 that year. 98, Florida State was 17-13 and 13 overall, 6-10 and 10 in the ACC. They got a 12 seed. 2019, Ohio State was 19-14. and 14. They were 8-12 and 12 in the Big 10 and got 11 seed. Do you know who they beat in the opening round? Yeah, I do. I was no, there. I forgot about that game. Uh, 20- they had that big guy. <laughs> What was that big guy's name? Uh, Nim. Uh, oh yeah, and then he had the brother who was not nearly as good. Yeah. Who was? Oh my gosh. Whatever. I don't want to think. I don't want to think about it. That was the game that T- Taylor um, Taylor did not play. Taylor Horton Tucker just shot us out of that game. <laughs> and they didn't play in the second half. Yeah, man. Do you know who's great that game? Cam Lark. Uh, Twenty nineteen Oklahoma. So is- wait a minute though. Eight and twelve, like that'd be like okay. Makes me feel better. Yeah, and then twenty nineteen Oklahoma. Out of the Big Twelve was nineteen and thirteen. They were seven eleven and got a nine seed. I think Iowa State is would be aligned right there. Like they I, would be, I would agree. They are very similar to that Oklahoma team in twenty nineteen. Now I think that was the team with Trey Young. I'm not saying Iowa State has Trey Young, but the point is that team had a great non conference and kind of collapsed. Yeah, that team was really limping into the tournament. Yep, and then ended up getting beat. I think Rhode Island beat them, but. Um, 
Yeah, so it's, the, the precedence there, nobody's been in, though, at, at minus six. You and can't, that's where Iowa State would be at well, six and twelve. You can't get last place in your league. Well, and that's the thing is like it's if at six and twelve. Okay, we're trying again. We're glass half full here, team. Um, you're probably you're probably T nine. You know, maybe T eight with Oklahoma State. No, and Oklahoma's going through a similar thing, Chris. Um, you know, they had one. They kind of gave away to Kansas yesterday, but Mosier getting been to the Final Four, mm-hmm. but good non-conference. But they somebody had to lose these games. Mm-hmm. And it's it's trending now where it's Iowa State and, o- and Oklahoma are the two that are, have been on the short end and um, kind of fighting the uphill climb here. So, But I would say even as of tomorrow, as of today, you know, I think I think Iowa State's probably still in. I'd say Oklahoma's probably Actually, out. Lenardi had um, an update today, last four in. Last four. Yeah, I mean, you're right there. Now, everybody understands what the trend is. Poor. You've lost four games in a row. You've lost what six of eight. Yeah, it's not going the right way, uh, but there it's still not over. Like the, I think people have this misconception: you have to go five hundred in the conference. You don't. You just no. have to go seven eleven. Actually, I'm pretty sure, like having read their philosophies and stuff, that it's the total body of work. They don't actually like the, the way conference they record is not listed in the resume. Correct. Like they just blindly put. This many quad one wins, this many yes. quad two wins. Here's your net ranking. Here's your Ken Palm. Here's yeah. your Sagarin. And I was it's trending down on all those things. So, we yes, we get the point that if you continue to lose, there's no chance. And even, Chris, this is the other part. If you continue to lose at this rate, the NIT is 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 harder to get into than it ever has been. Um, I mean, you have to – I mean, they, they allow – my point is they allow the God, regular season the, the, the regular season champion for all these smaller conferences to get in. So it's a, it's an uphill climb even to get in the NIT at that point. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to reflect that. Oh, you know, people saying, "Oh, playoffs." Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's this team just needs some good news. This fan base needs some good news. It was unfortunate just to kind of see you know, the worst of everything come out Saturday, which I, I fully understand. People are frustrated, but it's um, you know this has been a long it's month. A super difficult situation just in general because the expectations were so low and then they got like unnaturally high fast like you went from yeah to the literally top like 10. being the worst program in basketball True. to i wish it was yeah. yeah and then you're like but then we're all kind of like well how real is this and then you know and then you you start to be like oh they we should treat them like they're uh, the big top, boys top and then team team then like reality starts to hit, and like which we all kind of thought would, but we didn't think it would be th- so, this this hard. So here's my here's my problem. I think good teams, I, or here, I think NCAA tournament teams, or teams that don't make the NCAA tournament. Let me let me start over. Teams that don't make the NCAA tournament do not do not beat Tech at home in a physical game, do not are not a basket away from beating Kansas on the road. Oh, yeah. Do not hang with Baylor for 40 minutes. So something has changed with Iowa State from that stretch from whenever that Kansas game was, January 19th, to now. It's like yep. something something has changed. I mean, I think it's confidence. I think, I think it's a combo. I think it's a confidence thing. I think it's a, a fatigue factor. And I think it's a scout situation where now teams are better at taking away. No doubt. You finally saw Iowa State, I thought, make some adjustments against K-State to try and get some earlier offense and take some earlier shots. It was effective in the first half. You put Koontz in there. You did some good things. Uh, but now it's just sustaining for 40 minutes. And 
Uh, Iowa State and Oklahoma are unfortunately the teams that have been caught on the shorthand here. But so something, there has been an adjustment made by the rest of the Big 12 against Iowa State. And um, I think Iowa State was a top 15 team at one point this year. They were playing that way. Yeah. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> no, not clear, anymore. Clearly not anymore. Yeah. Um, t- TCU on Tuesday and then um, Oklahoma on Saturday, I believe. That is Oklahoma and Ames. Yep. Boy, that's a... And even TCU, TCU's not a great offensive team. Like, if you catch them where you... You could win that game. You can win that game down. It's not like it's intimidating at Schollmeyer. All right, so last week we had to get one of two. Now we got to get two? You're not in emergency two mode yet, but you're you're like... I mean, you've got to get one this week. If you lose both, you're you're done. All right, so don't lose both. Don't lose both. Is that the theme to this week? Don't lose both. Okay. I mean, yeah, you wanted... You're, you're you're basically yeah. You don't want it to leave it to having to beat Baylor on the road on the last regular season game of the year. That'd be bad news. I just don't want to play on Wednesday night in Kansas City either. Well, that, that's, that's kind of looking like that's, that's kind that's of a given at this point. Unfortunately, probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, get down there early, folks. Yep, that'd be fun to go down there. Shark bar still open? <laughs> probably. Fadens. Oh, this yeah. bar still kicking? It's been too long. I didn't I'm, go last year. Did you go last year? No, I didn't. I didn't go, go last year. Uh, I I am not a um, power and light guy anymore. You're I, you're out. I just go to the um, what's that? The Green Lady. Oh yeah, yeah. Green that, Lady, yeah. the jazz bar. Well, you want to pay those nine dollar? I get three dollar beers there. I get it. It's completely dark. I, I can just sit in the corner sipping whiskey by myself. I gotta make sure Shark Bar's still open. I'm sure it is. Yeah, oh yeah, it's open. All right. Remember Craig Bracken's party? <laughs> well, I i mean, I remember going. It's past remember. the statute of limitations. We can talk about that, right? Sure. No, Craig, <laughs> Craig went. It was 2010. Yeah. Yeah, Craig, so we're 12 years, yes. Craig made an announcement that he was going pro. It's not like we did anything illegal. No, we didn't do it. We were kids, basically. Yeah. Um, no, like he threw a party. Yeah, he turned pro. Like, it wasn't, like, this top-secret thing. Like, no, Iowa was, State fans were there. Yeah, like, it, it, was it, it was a party at the Shark Bar. For, it was the Craig Bracken's just going pro party. I don't know why we were there, but we ended we up there. We were just there, and we yeah. bumped into some people, There's, and they're like, hey, come hang I'm out. Craig Bracken's party. That should be a chapter in the book. Is Craig Bracken still... Yeah, he's playing... Professionally somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Good player. First-round draft pick. He was. Good party, from what I remember. Yeah, it was... Shark Bar, they... they, they, they and these things are such gimmick. Like I get it, and I'm getting old man now. Yeah. Like they, 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 they carry around those long shot glass things. They're in those yeah. tubes, and it makes it look like there's a ton of alcohol. Yeah, in it. and they're like yeah. fifteen dollars a piece. You're like, yeah, why want what's in that thing? Yeah, fill it up again. Fill All right, um, I have good news. Okay, one of our listeners reached out to Hope Wood, our lawyer friend, yeah. of the podcast, and signed up to get a will done last week outstanding how fantastic is that here's the good news um she is now giving us fifty dollars off to cyclone fanatic listeners for her will in a day package you just need to use the promo code fanatic again that is good for fifty dollars off hopes will in a day package and um you can go to hopewoodjd.com, hopewoodjd.com, and you can get a will done 
in a day. That is something that my wife has been hounding me about for like three years. Am I included? Ever since Can I the, be included in that promotion? Yes. Oh, okay. All right, I'm you on it. Just go to fan, use Fanatic promo code. Fanatic promo code. Dope. Yep. Usually, uh, she says, uh, Hope says, from the initial meeting to signing, usually the average time is 90 minutes. You can just Holy whip cow. that thing right out. Will in a day. Hopewoodjd.com. I'm leaving my 2006 Cyclone Nation, Mike Taylor and Corey McIntosh autograph magazine to you. Do I have that display? I, I, I don't know if you have I, that anymore. I did at one point. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you were looking at that nope, nope. here in the home office. I have, it at, I have it at home, too. Men at work. <sighs> was the, uh, that was the first magazine I ever published for Cyclone Nation. Mike Taylor. I, yeah, and I, that was my first uh, column. God. R.A.P. Do you ever go back magazine. and read how terrible those were? Yes, I do. Yes. Come really, really awful. People think we're hacks now. I should have read it back then. Oh, God. God. And can you imagine, though, like, those those used to be, like, on the shelves at, like, Barnes yeah, & and Noble. Like, and hy and yeah. the whole thing. You would see Cyclone Nation magazine wherever you went. <laughs> and we were in charge of it. Men at work, that cover. Really quite incredible. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, um, shout-out to the Iowa State women's basketball team. Machine. They are just unreal right now. That I mean, nobody's nobody's even on their planet. I'm going to start the Emily Ryan for, for Big 12 Most Outstanding Player campaign. Well, hop on. Now, it's going to go to the Baylor big, Nalisa Smith. She's very good. She's probably the number one overall WNBA pick. But at some point, Emily Ryan needs some respect in this state. Yeah. Put some respect on that name. She's honestly, if she would, if she would shoot thirty-five footer, she'd get a lot more respect. If, if Caitlin Clark wasn't playing, it would be a whole well, different. Well, and, and deal. plus Ashley Jones. Who no, was I know, am, but amazing on yesterday too. Caitlin Clark at Iowa is like physically does things that you never, you don't really see in women's basketball. Correct. So she gets all this pub, and I pub. and I understand yeah, it. I get the pub, but quietly in the background, Iowa State has. Maybe the best team of the Finley era. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the, right. for the first 24 games, it is the best team in the Finley era. Correct. It, they will be three. judged on what they do in March. Mm-hmm. We all understand that. But, I mean, I, it, it really is kind of just, it, it, it's interesting. It's just quietly in the background. I don't think I need to do this, but I'm just reminding people. They've got a couple monster games coming up at Hilton Coliseum over the next three weeks, Chris. And I have to pull up the exact schedule, but I think actually Saturday... Uh, they have Oklahoma in town. So right now, Iowa State is alone in first place on in women's basketball. Alone through 12 games. Oklahoma and Baylor are tied for second. Iowa State gets both of those teams at home at Hilton the rest of the way. And if they could you know, jam Hilton for that, just like the, the Iowa atmosphere was great. It was incredible. It was, was huge for that team. I mean, that team, this team deserves it as good as basketball as they are playing. So... I think Oklahoma. God, they're fun to watch. Let's see here. I got to look. Is that Saturday? Let me find that here. But yeah, I mean, you've got. They're super entertaining. They sh- they shot a, a a record 
19 threes yesterday. Emily Ryan had the school record with 17 assists. Yes, Oklahoma, 6 o'clock Saturday night in Hilton Coliseum. And then Baylor is February 28th. Uh, so that's a Monday, a Monday at 6 o'clock. So if you can come out to Hilton for those, I uh, highly recommend. should be a phenomenal game. I'm going to try and get the girls out the the, the remainder I will the be there. Games. I will be there Saturday. You on the call Saturday? I'm not, but oh, I'm going to okay. go as a fan. I should go with you. Let's go. Let's bring the kids. The kids I, had a blast there last the, weekend. It's so it's great a, for kids. That's the thing. It's an awesome family atmosphere there, too. Let's do that on right. Saturday. It's a, it's a date. All right. Keep, tell those boys to keep their grummy paws off my daughters. No promises. Uh, did you watch wrestling Friday night? The, the you and I duel? No, I was so my all timer. I I it wish, was phenomenal. I know. I was keeping track of my phone, so you know, my dad did his final regular oh, season game. I up saw in, that up in Marshalltown. He's he's hanging up the stripes. Congrats, Dennis. Yeah. Love you, man. He's uh forty plus years doing varsity basketball. He's he'll still do some games, but just not a regular. I was gonna game. ask, like, I mean, I I know he recently had a birthday like yeah i was surprised he was quitting why he's is he? not i mean he's just not gonna work a regular schedule oh, okay. so this felt and it felt like a nice time to you had his hometown of marshalltown playing my so old high school so walkie he's basically like dale jr just kind of races when he wants now. he's gonna he's gonna do what he wants exactly yeah, yeah so it was, it was cool so props to dennis that's awesome yeah well deserved. i love well now though maybe we can go to more games with him because i like sitting with him and getting your guys is like Geeky official. <laughs> no, I, honestly, I always learn a lot. I appreciate it. I've I've grown to love it. Hey, he'll he might come Saturday night. Let's all go to the we should again. Let's get it. Let's, That'd let's be get a blast. We'll get a get the, crew. Whole, get the whole crew yep. going. Yep. Awesome. Um, boo Jenny Baron. The, the wrestling on Friday night was so is entertaining down, of was, a two hours as you can. Yeah, like so. It's down late, and they needed the major from yes, the Cuban. So. Well, they needed that, but here, here's this All is right. how it played out. Like they just, you know, at 125, I think we probably should have won. I'm not, I'm not an expert on this, but yeah. I'm, I'm learning. That it felt like, you know, I thought David Carr was going to go down for a minute. Okay. Like he, he kind of struggled. He, he didn't get a major, so he didn't get some extra points there. Like there were just missed opportunities, and then all of a sudden Coleman loses, and you are going into heavyweight. You get well. Prior to that. Um, Bastida got the major, put you down one, I think, or okay. it was one or two. One or two. I think you were down two going into heavyweight. So it was just essentially had winner takes it. all. Yep. Well, it was tied at one going into the third period, and our guy got a takedown with like eight seconds to go in the third, and that was it. And the place okay. just like – like a collective like sigh coming out of the McLeod Center is quite glorious. I think it's it's now now that we've lived the the transformation here of Iowa State being rebuilt. I think it's pretty evident how important Iowa State wrestling is to Iowa State athletics. You know, for a while there's like, well, you know, where where are we at here? But but this they has been so, so fun. This so has long. been so fun and seeing the resurrection of a, a proud program to what it is now, now in the top top five, like Let's keep Kevin Dresser around as long as we can. Uh, listen to the Reaction Time podcast. Yeah. Um, thanks to our friends at Fairway. They have come on and awesome. are sponsoring our wrestling coverage the rest of the year, and we're going to send Jacqueline down to the Big 12s to cover it. And I, I'm pretty sure we'll be the only local outlet covering that. Awesome. I can't imagine. Maybe yeah. the register will have a stringer down there or something, but Where's no that problem. at Tulsa? 
Yeah, they'll likely be at the Big Ten, I would think, covering Iowa. It's going to be interesting because I think Iowa State's, I, I, again, I don't know everything, set up well for dual meets. We'll see how good of a tournament team I would agree. Iowa State is. Because, you know, you've got a couple of elite wrestlers, but you're pretty solid throughout the lineup, and so I think which has helped. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I think it, long Carr's story short. probably the only national yeah, champion. Yeah, if, if Iowa State could be a top five finisher in the NCAA, that would be outstanding. I think that, that'll be a... That'll be a challenge, but good, good something to aim for. Well, that was a blast. A great atmosphere in Cedar Falls. I was just really happy for all the wrestling people Absolutely. in our in our and audience. Jackie had one of the all time great photos oh my there. God, so that was phenomenal. Yeah. Way to go, Jackie! All right, um, Iowa State football we're, we're is announced. High, we're doing high school gigs. Well, it's announced its spring schedule, and yeah, they're having open practices this year. Ames High School on April 1st at 5 p.m. These are all Fridays. Yep. Gilbert High School on April 8th at 5 p.m. And Des Moines East High School. This will wrap up spring football on April 15th at 6.30 p.m. I'm wondering if that won't be kind of uh, the spring game. Um, they're never going to call it that again as long as Matt Campbell's the head coach. But I'm wondering if it's the last day. It's like prime time. Yeah, I just wonder if they're going to do something for that. But nonetheless, it's fans can go out and see the team. That's kind of neat. Did they say are these scrimmages? Or are they practices? No. They're just practices. Open practices. Okay, is what the press release says. Okay, I mean, I think it's it's super wise. It says to get details will be open announced on a later date. Gotcha. As far as like the setup and stuff goes, the. This will be as intriguing of Iowa State offseason as we've had in at least three years, right? So COVID, you didn't have one. Absolutely. Last year, you knew everybody. And then this year, it's like, uh, your guess is as good as mine This will be as fun of a spring season to cover as we've had in a really long time. I'm already pumped up. Your your podcast with... Uh, Coach Veit was phenomenal. Thank you. He's the best, isn't he? He was was really good. I mean, some... The story about the, I mean, you always talk about chapters in your, your upcoming book that you're going to write. The Joel. I actually started it already. The Joel. Now. Oh, there you go. The Joel Lanning. Oh. Two, 2017 defense going from being carved up by Iowa and then giving up way too many third downs to Kent State. Is it Kent State? Akron. Akron. Get them confused. Flashes. Yes, to Akron. To what they turned around and became, I mean, it's just, it's insane. Like, that doesn't happen. That 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 transformation doesn't happen. And it, it, it was a cool story where he invites, like, yeah, we we didn't really know. We're like, all right, let's see what I this love does. this honesty, too, because yeah, I'm like, like okay, know. so you beat Oklahoma. <laughs> like, we were did shocked. you think you're that smart? Or were you, like, looking around being like, I can't believe that worked? Like, I remember that. I remember you coming, getting home, and you came over that night, and we had some drinks, and you were telling me just, like, how exhausted everybody was and on just that plane ride. in awe. Yeah. Like it was one of those plane rides where you don't remember it because it was so, there are a few better things when you are with a, another, uh, with a sport in college than winning on the road. Yes. And when you throw unexpected on there in that circumstance, I remember when they staged the photo with landing in the cockpit, like it was that type of, of atmosphere. It's like, how did this happen? Like everybody was on cloud nine. I came over here, didn't have kids at the time, thankfully. And I'm just getting like happy, 
happy wasted. Oh, like, yeah. I can't believe what I just I, saw. I'm pretty sure we watched that game. Like twice. Yeah, that night. I think we... Uh, we had members of the women's basketball staff. <laughs> yeah, Billy Finley. Yeah, Billy Finley came over. Billy, right? like it's Lindsay kind of a was Lindsay was like insanely pregnant. Yes. Okay. Yes. I at remember. the time. Yep. And she was just sitting on the couch, like, and the kids were playing. But yeah. And we're watching was... this. Like, is this really? Did this? Because we wanted to remind ourselves, <laughs> did this happen? It was wild. That is still to this day the favorite game I've seen uh, for Iowa State play. I mean, it was just phenomenal, and it, and it turned the table for Iowa State football. But it was fun to hear that story of. 30-point underdog. And you had Joel Lanning, who didn't know what he was really doing, playing both ways. And that, that was hilarious where he, he's on the phone, or he tried Tyson's trying to call him on the phone on the sideline, and, oh, shoot, Joel's, Joel can't talk right now. He's, you know, prepping with the offense, or he's too exhausted. So it was well, and Ty, what, a, what a good dude. He's great. Um, he's really intense. Uh, he's one of my favorite guys on the staff. I actually conducted another interview last week that will come out. I think I'm going to release it on Wednesday after this week's basketball game. Uh, but it is with Derek Hoodger, who is really the brains behind all things recruiting. Absolutely. And he's got a really interesting story. He's like you grew up Troy Davis, like yeah. all clones, Yep. except he lived in Lincoln, Nebraska as a kid. And he was an Iowa state fan goes to college here. Works his way up, basically is like an intern, and now he is the he man behind the recruiting. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a good story. See, I don't, I don't and, even know some of that about Hood, so that'll be fun to listen to. Yeah, so we talk a lot about how recruiting has changed in the last five years and what Iowa State is doing to stay relevant in the new world. It's, so you can find that on it's, Wednesday. It's fun if you talk to Hood. You just name a player that's kind of a oh, – yeah. he might be a prospect yeah. in high, Iowa High School. He's oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's from Spencer. Yeah, you're right. He just knows all the metrics. Yeah, he yeah. needs to put on some more. work on this. Yeah, he's great. So that that's that's coming up. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not was, really into the football stuff yet, but I, I'm getting to this time of year once the Super Bowl's over where I start to get the spring football itch. I thought the interesting conversation you had with Fight was you asked him, you know, why are you guys still here, basically, I mean, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But he mentioned a couple of things that I've always thought about. It's like, well, we we've got, we all have young kids. I mean, if yeah. you think about it, Ames and Central Iowa is a, is, is a really good place to to raise a family. I think that's kind of underrated throughout this whole thing of why the staff has has stayed together so much. Plus, as he said, we just like each other. We like being around each other, which, as I've learned in the years, isn't always a uh, a common thing with college football staffs. Towards the end of the Rhodes era, there was a significant rift. Between the offense and defense, yeah. When you have money and ego and winning yeah. and stress, like it, it gets, it can be hard. And be well, hard. honestly, in that, that was on Mark Mangino. Well, yeah. That honestly, it's like the Mangino clan versus the rest of the once, world. once he got out of there, like things were fine. But like that was really the thing. Is that, uh, Coach Rhodes is at Gulf, Gulf Shores, Alabama now. Yeah, I thought that was. I don't. I mean, good for him. I guess. I mean, keep coaching, man. He's probably like in a state of not probably like financially he's in a great spot. You may as well go and live on the beach. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a great you, place to it's go. Low pressure. Good team. Yeah, like I mean you can just be have fun and do what you love. Yep. Like good for him. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I um, but yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised though because that he won the Rose Bowl and you know right. So like I, I don't know if he would have had another chance to be an analyst somewhere. Or? Sure, he probably could, but you know, you know, Paul. The guy just wants to coach. He wants to coach. He wants, he wants to, coach. to be on yelling at kids and, you know, doing what he does. 
Uh, but anyways, I think that's all I have. Maybe maybe go short this week. Do you got anything else? I'm I'm tired. Yeah, it was just one of those weekends where this was an exhausting. I hey, thanks sh- to everybody who came to the game watch. I was just gonna say shout out to our yeah. friends at Wide Right Natty Light. That was a fun collaboration, and everybody that was at uh, Lucky Horse. I uh, that, that would have been you know the only thing missing from that experience was the the final result of the men's game. But I was so glad I was there for good cause, and you guys raised it's almost a nice amount of money. It's gonna be close to four grand. Awesome for that family. I'm waiting from the bar to get like their what all came in and, and all that stuff. But yeah, that um that's what we're looking at though, is about four thousand dollars. Maybe a little bit south of that. And I'll you know, I just think it's it's important to reaffirm that, you know, this this basketball team still has some life with it. Um this week's big, but it's just, you know, as mom said there'd be days like this. That was a that was a long week. And you know, Saturday you can try and you can try and point to reasons why that happened, but fifteen point lead at Hilton Coliseum, you hope to win that. Um, yeah, you do hope to it win is. it, Bloom. It is what it is, man. Like we'll get through it. We've been through worse before, everybody. Want to give a shout out to our guys uh, um, from Van Veen Chocolates. Yes, they um, sent me a nice note that our audience absolutely crushed it again. That away, team. Way to step up and kick ass for a. Small cyclone business. You have no idea, guys. Like, I mean, a lot of you are in small business, but it's the best part of what uh, what we get to do, right? Absolutely. With that, um, Jared and Scott are recording a corner three uh, Monday. So Monday morning they're recording, so you'll get TCU Tuesday night. TCU Tuesday night. We'll have some reaction time. We have Title Nine this week. The Derek Kudger podcast is coming up. I think that that might be it. And then we've got a doubleheader at uh, Hilton Coliseum on Saturday. Both against OU. So let's uh, send the Sooners back to the SEC warmly. To the Chief concert on... Yeah, how was church? Phenomenal. Uh, I think I counted. I think this is the 10th time I've seen him live. It was... Wish I would have gone. It wasn't the best show that I've seen, but it it was considerably better than the last one, and it was probably like second or third. Did he reference his appearance on College Game Day? No. You remember that? Yes, I do. Um, he did sing Pledge Allegiance to the Hag, and he was wearing an Iowa flag like a scarf. People thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, not a not a. The, the no, Iowa like the flag. state of Iowa. Okay, not, not a Hawkeye. Okay. No, it was a good show. All right. Really well, good show. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I know it was a long day for you, so I'm glad you got to have fun. Love it, man. The sun will come up tomorrow, I think. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next Sunday night. It's hard to believe that girls like you love guys like me.